Hello, good evening. Um, so happy to talk to you guys again. I am aware that I have not been that I have not been um posting for about what a good six months, right? I wanna say more, I wanna say maybe like nine months. So I've been pregnant. Um no, God forbid. If I'm being honest, I don't really know how technology works. I really never have. I've really got a grasp on it. If it was my choice, I would live with a flip phone. And for two years of my life, I did. But that's a story for another day. But it seems whenever I record with someone else, it messes up on the editing. And it sounds like we're talking over each other. And that's just not good for my image. So... I have about three episodes locked in the vaults that will not be released until um, I hire some nerd to, to figure it out for me. But today, it's just me and you, and we are going to talk about dating. I've had quite a lot of experience, which is unusual because I'm not that old, and for a long part of my life, I thought that sex before marriage was a sin which is also an interesting topic which I don't know we should delve into that today I feel like religion is just a whole other topic isn't it so I've been wanting to get back in the dating game which is difficult to do because I live in the West Midlands and the West Midlands has been known for being the industrial part of Britain since since industry was a thing so what like the 1800s right and so I feel like all that smog and all that pollution in the air it does something to the people born here like a birth defect or something but what I'm trying to say is the men are very ugly and bad personalities and short and decrepit and grotesque and just not something you want to be around and it's not something that you want inside you so I've been um, hesitant until I move out of this country, or at least out of this general area. But desperate times call for desperate measures. So I've resorted back to Tinder. I really want to do Tinder, which is kind of fun because it's like people watching, but you don't have to interact with any of them, which is great. I actually um, make commentary to myself as I'm swiping. I will either list everything that's wrong with them or everything that's right with them because I like to justify my decisions because, I don't know, it makes me feel better about rejecting someone if I just say what's wrong with them. So it's really fun, actually. It's like a fun little game show for me. I didn't actually prepare anything. I think that's another problem with my podcast. I never prepare anything. Apparently, you're meant to, like, do research and write a script and rehearse it. That makes no sense to me at all. Because podcasts to me is like having a conversation. Right now, I'm talking to you guys, but you're unable to respond to me. So I don't see why I should rehearse that. But it's times like these, I feel like I should have. Because my intent for this podcast episode was to make a list of people that you should absolutely avoid in dating... And now I'm going to have to come up with it on the top of my head. I haven't slept for two days, so it's going to be a little bit difficult, but I've been through worse. Right, so, you should never date a STEM student. 
full stop. I don't care if it's a man, if it's a woman, if it's a non-binary person. If they study STEM, you need to step away from them. There's something about people who dedicate their life to science that just is so off-putting. Because, like, not only do they have that superiority complex that they think they're better than people because they do maths, which is an empirical science, which you're not, okay? We can all do it. We all have the capacity for it. We just choose not to. But they also, I feel like they've boxed in. They have no way of being open-minded kind of conversations. And they're just really annoying and generally bad vibes. So avoid STEM students. The next one's quite obvious, but avoid short men. I mean, every once in a while, every once in a blue moon, there will come a short man who defies all odds and is actually a decent human being but it's really rare and you don't want to take your chances when you're that close to the ground as a man you absorb all the negativity that people leave on the ground because obviously when as we walk we shed our skin and we shed our um our dead skin our particles which sort of breathe in the air and the dust right in that same way We shed off our energies as we walk. This ground, we leave a solange of your energy. Now, women are more equipped to deal with that energy because of the um, Marxist feminist view that women not only are labourers, but they take on the triple shift because you have to take care of the emotional needs of those around you, you have to take care of yourself, you have to do a lot more as a woman, that's another discussion. So they're more equipped to deal with all the negativity that's seething off from the ground, but men, they can't deal with that. If you're that close to the ground, you absorb all that negative vibrations, and you hold that within you, and they don't speak, and they don't know how to properly deal with their emotions, and that creates a sort of evil in them. An evil that I don't trust and I don't want to be near. Short men, stay away from them. Stay away from self-deprecating people. Oh my god, I just can't stand insecure people. I think I've made that abundantly clear on my Twitter, but insecurity is the one thing that I cannot be around at all. Because as a Pisces, I take on the energy of those in the room with me. And if someone's insecure and they hate... Because it takes a special type of hatred to hate yourself. To hate people around you, it's easy, it's simple, it's fun. But to hate yourself, that's something that you have to live with constantly. You look in the mirror and you hate what you see. That's not healthy for you. It's like being around someone who smokes crystal meth. It's okay for a while. It might be fun to look at might be interesting to experience being around that sort of person but ultimately in the long run it's not healthy for either of you and eventually you're going to start doing crystal meth too is that what you want to become a meth head because that's what happens when you hang around insecure people i i don't know if this is because i have a lot of aquarius placements in my chart but i'm a strong believer in that the people you surround yourself with and the people that contribute to your life massively have an impact on how you shape yourself as a human being the company you keep is just as important as you as a person so 
If you're like Snow White and you surround yourself by evil little trolls... Wait, no, that's unfair. I don't think the dwarves are evil. Some of them are evil. Okay, it doesn't matter. If you surround yourself with evil little trolls who want nothing but hatred and are just filled and brimming with self-deprecation and insecurity, that will come onto you. You will be surrounded in that slime. It's like quicksand. You only have a few seconds to get out. Otherwise, you're going to be stuck there and you're going to become one of them. So I strongly, strongly, highly suggest that you stay away from, I know it's like become the trend recently to, um, I'm not really sure how to word this in a way that isn't offensive, but people become infatuated with the idea of, oh, I, I attract broken people because I'm a healing spirit. Like, no, you attract broken people because you have no boundaries. If you have no boundaries, then any old, oh, I can't say that, that's rude. Anything can come into your life and you feel obligated to heal them. But what you don't understand is that that, that takes effort from you. So that's why it's important to surround yourself with like-minded people, people who are confident in themselves or even if they're not confident they're working towards being it people it's okay to be insecure and it's okay to be suffering with whatever you're suffering with but if you acknowledge that and you revel in it because it's I don't know your only personality trait then that's on you and no one else is obligated to take that shit Oh my god, stay away from people who listen to Harry Styles. Ugh. Honestly, if I go on Tinder and I see one more person with Harry Styles in their top listen to artists, I'm going to kill myself and I'm going to name track all of you in the suicide note. I don't know if you can hear that, but there's a motorbike outside. Speaking of motorbikes, I really want to get one. I think I will. I'm deciding between getting a car and a motorbike because I feel like getting a motorbike would really feed into that hole um androgynous thing I've been trying to create I can just imagine myself I don't know in um a prairie dress and like heels on a motorbike I don't know if you can wear heels on a motorbike when I was driving um my driving instructor who is also coincidentally my mother told me that I shouldn't wear platforms when I'm driving because it fucks with the gas or like the clutch or the brake or whatever it is down there I don't know but um I don't know if it works the same on the motorbike. But, I mean, I only own platforms. Oh, fun story time. I got run over by a train recently. And I feel like that really put things into perspective for me. I have, like, been through a lot of near-death experiences. Actually, not even near-death. Like, actual death experiences. Like, I have been clinically dead twice. Been in a coma a bunch of times. Um, I mean, two of my organs are dead. Like, I'm hanging on by a thread right here. And every so often, I will, like, almost die. Like, very narrowly. Like, what's the appropriate word? Is it skip death? Miss death? Cheat death. I think it's cheat death. And every time that happens, I just sort of have a moment of realisation where, oh my god, I could die at any second. So what is the point in trying to, I don't know, build a career or appease people 
will be someone who I'm not. I mean, it just really makes you think that none of this is real. Nothing around us. Everything that we surround ourselves, everything, the society we live in, it's all the social construct. This is our reality. There's nothing to stop you from being that version of yourself that you want to be. I don't really know what point I'm trying to make here. I feel like I've just um, rambled on for, what, 14 minutes? But, I mean, that's that's what it is, isn't it? A do unfiltered. What else should we talk about? Let's talk about something else. I had originally started this podcast to be like, oh, I'm going to list a bunch of people that you should not go near. But I don't know where we're at right now, so... Um, so, turning 18 in a week, which is interesting, because, I mean, I'm a very tall woman, I'm 5'11", um, I've been tall most of my life, when I was like 14, I was 5'9", so, and I have an old face, like, I don't really know how to explain it, like, I don't look like a hag, but I have, like, an old face, I don't have the face of a teenager, and... <laughs> A few years ago, when I was around 16, 15, 16, I had a phase where I dressed, like, like very, like, eccentric. I shopped solely at, like, vintage shops and charity shops and thrift shops. I would dress like a Victorian man. It was very bad, honestly. I don't know how I did that. I don't know how I went outside in public and, like, didn't even care that I was wearing a really long waistcoat and, like, waistcoat? waistcoat waistcoat that's it and a trench coat and like boots and a beret and like massive earrings it's like god the 80s cord you know they want their earrings back fucking hell but um as i was saying ever since i was around 14 people have treated me as if i was an adult and i mean that in the worst possible way i've been cat cord i've been I mean, I was groomed, like, once when I was young, but, I mean, it was only the one time, so I don't really count it. But, um, I don't know, I feel like I've been submerged in this world of adultness for so long that it means nothing that now that I've actually reached the milestone. Like, it's not even like I can go to the shop and have my ladybird moment. I can't, like, go and buy um, cigarettes and, like, a bottle of wine and, I don't know, a porn magazine. Because I get served, I don't get ID'd, so I'm not really sure what I can do now. I can take out a loan and get into debt, like, what else is there? It's really underwhelming once you reach that age, because, I mean, what What? What do I do now? You know, I'm in my 20s in two years, I couldn't wait to be an adult when I was younger, but now I've reached it, it's like, there's nothing really special about it, and I think that's... Everyone comes to that realisation in their life that adulthood is just bleak. But I'm going to change that. My adulthood won't be bleak. I have a vision. I don't know if I'll reach that vision. I think it might be because I haven't slept for two days, but I'm feeling very down right now. Um, I don't even have any fun stories to tell you guys. I mean, I do, but I don't like talking about myself. Yeah, everything I do is very calculated. I'm a Pisces. I am an emotional manipulator. Like, everything you see has been a carefully curated image that I've manifested, and now it's, like, muscle memory. So I let you know just enough about me so that you know who I am, but I don't go into details because I want to remain humble and I want to remain somewhat anonymous, you know? What is my ultimate dating advice I can leave with you guys? 
I think don't take it so seriously. We've, which is so interesting. I was talking to um, one of my friends about this because I have an idea. I have a plan to make a documentary about sex, feminism, women. Um, once I move to America, we have entered a generation where sex is so. It's. So you know how every twenty years, like we cycle back. Like there's a twenty year cycle. So, like, now we're all about um, Y2K and everything because it's, like, 2020 and it's 2000. You know the gist. But we've gone a full circle, but I don't know where we are. We're, I don't know how we got to the point that we're at right now in terms of sex and relationships. I don't see... Like, it doesn't make sense, really. Um, but it does kind of when you think about it. Growing up with Tumblr, there was all this discourse about micro-identities and labelling yourself and you weren't valid unless you had a label, which makes no sense to me because we're human beings, we shouldn't have to box ourselves. So now, like, all the young adults who are starting to have sex now, their ideas about sex has been formed by the age of the internet. So Pornhub, Tumblr, Twitter... And it's not healthy for young people to be solely getting their views and their sexual education from strangers on the internet because they could make anything up. It's like what they say about Wikipedia, like, you shouldn't trust it. You should take it with a pinch of salt because anyone can edit it. Well, that's what we're dealing with now, this crisis of... I think our main issues that we need to tackle is the idea that everyone needs to label themselves. No, you don't. You should be able to shag who you want because based on attraction alone you shouldn't have to say oh i'm a demisexual aromantic heteronormative homosexual like you're not produce you're not like we're not grocery shopping for you you're a human being and i feel like once you box yourself that limits so many options to you and you could be stuck in that run and it's also because now we've entered an age where everyone has responsibility for their labels as well because I've seen so many times that people have, I don't know, been pressured to come out of the closet. They say, oh, I'm, I'm gay. I'm 100% gay. 100% gay. And then suddenly they start feeling attraction towards some of the same sex or vice versa. And they enter this whole new crisis of, oh, my God, am I? What am I? I need to figure this out ASAP so I can tell everyone. It's so publicised now. I think we should go back to keeping our affairs private. But, I mean, I don't think we will anytime soon. There's also the issue of people thinking... um, Again, I've completely lost the point. I don't remember what point I was starting with here. But what I wanted to talk about was the whole idea of BDSM and how normalised that's become. Because... 20 years ago, if you were into BDSM, it was a very, very small minority. And even then, those people, they were into safe BDSM and they knew that it was taboo. They wasn't, like, put onto young people. Now we've entered that age where if you don't like getting beat up and, like, spat on during sex, then you're the weird one. And I just don't think that's a healthy image that we should be projected onto young girls specifically because 90% of the time it's um, the male is a dom, the woman is a sub, and the male can abuse the woman as much as he wants under the facade of 
I don't know, rough sex or whatever. And it's completely normal and she can't complain about it. In fact, she encourages her peers to do the same. And if someone says, hey, I'm not comfortable with a man, a strong man, pushing me against the wall and slapping me during sex. And they're like, oh, you're vanilla, you're this, you're that. And I just, it's insane to think about, really, retrospectively. I didn't really reach this point where I thought about it weird until recently because I feel like I'd been so absorbed in that culture that I didn't think of it as weird. I thought it was normal as well until I took a step back and I was like, hey, this is not okay. This is not normal. And then that whole idea that, you know, you have to be so sexually promiscuous at a young age and sex isn't, if sex means something to you in this day and age, then you're doing something wrong. And I don't agree with that at all. I think people have just... I mean, there just needs to be a balance, doesn't there? There needs to be some give, some give and take. You can be... You can have flings and you can have meaningless sex while also valuing those experiences and understanding that you can't have a physical connection without somewhat, somewhat of an emotional connection. And that affects you. And that's okay. It's okay to admit that relationships affect you we're human beings what separates us from common animals apart from i don't know art is the fact that we have all these nuances in our you know sexual relations we don't we don't have sex just to procreate we make love we have relationships we i don't know i just think it's time that we take a step back and I think it's important for everyone, especially if you grew up with um, Tumblr and, you know, social media from such a young age. I think it's important for everyone to just step back and reevaluate their priorities and reevaluate or reassess their place in society and their thoughts and their culture and wonder, is it actually you? Have you thought through this or are you just absorbing all the information that's been I don't know, pounded onto you from such a young age? Is it indoctrination or is it your true feelings? I think once we establish that, we can go back to somewhat having a healthy view on sex relationships because it's such a big thing. But um, yeah, I don't remember how we started this off, but I think we've had a successful conversation. I mean, I did want to talk about dating. That's what I did ultimately, wasn't it? It feels weird not to be talking to someone on this podcast episode. I feel like when it's just myself, I tend to ramble and I forget what I say. And it's just, but it's fun. We have fun. We have fun, right? Um, so yeah, I think I'm gonna end it there um, because it's one p.m. and I haven't slept for two days. So um, thank you for listening, and hopefully I'll see you next time.